beautiful day for me uh, and I hope your day went well for those of you prepping to go to bed and you must be so tired from work you must be exhausted you must prob- you must you know probably have a lot on the table that you need to the deadline you need to meet up with and so much work to do I pray strength upon you and uh, I just want to encourage you that it's a new year and it's going to be a new you and it's going to be a better you. It's not going to be like it last year. It's going to be far better than last year. Okay, if you had a beautiful year last year, just know that this year is going to be better, you know, because the Bible said uh, that the great, the, the later is greater than the former so always just remind yourself that it's going to be a better year okay and don't forget to say your prayers before you go to bed reminisce of everything that has happened today and be grateful for it okay many people out there are praying for the kind of life that we have now the kind of level that you're in is somebody's prayer point so just always remember that you are moving you're moving uh legend and you're making it slow but steady and you know still on speed on god's speed okay so uh remember to just say thank you to god and be grateful for where you are and be grateful for where you're going all right and if you are out there it's already your morning and you're just waking up or you're about to wake up you know don't forget to say your prayers and don't forget to command your morning and your day whatever word you speak into your day is what will come through so remember to speak positive words into your day and thank god for that beautiful day and acknowledge him in every step you take remember he will always direct your path you know the bible said that you hear a voice tell you this is the way to go so it's always safer and less stressful when we acknowledge God and allow him to take the wheel. Okay. It is my pleasure to meet you again today. And like I always say, thank you for always listening to me and tuning in. <laughs> I so much appreciate you. And that brings me to what I want to talk about today. Um, if you notice, my voice is just kind of low. Been in that place since Christmas. Uh, I've been in this place where I've been quite emotional about the festive period. In fact, for every festive period, every time we get into Christmas and New Year's Eve into New Year, I always feel so emotionally um, down. Not in a bad way though, but it just reminds me of my late parents and my late grandma. I cannot just forget those people, how much good impact they made in my life. They were not the best, but they did so good, you know. Like they said, um, you don't choose your parents, you don't choose the family you're born into, but whatever family you find yourself be grateful for them you know they are not perfect they're not perfect but they they tried their best they tried so much you know to give us the best life and i i totally honor my parents and you know and i don't i don't take them lightly 
really um my dad my mom my grandma they died in the space of nine years and their death really shook me so much and my dad died when i was 10 years old my mom died died when i was um 16 years old and my grandma died when i was 13 years old and losing three of them really shook me and for every festive period i remember so much about them because we had this beautiful moments during christmas and whenever i hear some of the christmas songs by jim reeves i just you know find tears running down my cheek and um, my dad didn't have so much but he gave his best and i remember what he was told me that everything i'm doing for you guys myself and my siblings he was doing for us he says i do it because i want you to be content with who you are and don't forget where you're coming from and that has been that has been so helpful in my life as a parent out there always try your best to give the best to your children because what you do now with your kids will live up in their memory for years imagine my parents were not good imagine they they maltreated me imagine they ignored me just imagine the kind of damage that would do or you know bring into my mind and uh, if you're a parent always just try your best no matter how little when you say something mean it when you when you promise something do it you know don't lie to your kids don't don't deceive or manipulate your children give them the best that you can because you never can tell years down the line it's gonna play out and it's going to come back to their memory i have a beautiful picture of the memory of my parents and what they did so i'm i'm gonna go on a quick break and when i return i'm i have a guest you know that's gonna join me today mr akin and he's gonna be talking about his own perspective from his family and I'm, i'll talk more about mine and we'll just rapport and just share and just gist about it okay and i hope that it will cut across you know every parent or every experience you've had with your parents in over the years so hold on and we'll be right back okay i'll see you soon what's up how you doing (laughs) it's nice to uh bring you in to the podcast mr aki (laughs) so say hi to everyone hello everyone and can you tell us a little about yourself uh okay so my name is aki and people just normally will refer to me as ak uh into technology Life, Christian, single, male, gamer, friend, colleague, and a little bit of a musician as well. <laughs> okay, nice one. So where are you from, Mr. Akin? 
I am Nigerian by birth. Um, my father is from AKT. So that makes me a Yoruba person. Yoruba demon. That's what some people <laughs> people say that. I'm glad to subscribe to that line of Okay, cool. So I'm glad you're joining me today. And uh, because I was, I have been trying to, to record, you know, this episode, and I don't know for some reason I was just hesitating. And it's been because for the past few days I've been quite emotional about the season. Whenever it gets to festive season, I always have this emotional trauma <laughs> about uh, my parents. You know, my late parents, God bless their soul. Um, so I just, you know, ask myself questions. What would other people who probably are in my kind of shoes be facing, you know, in their different aspects of life? So mine is a bit the tragic, uh, you know, experience where I lost my parents at a tender age. And they died like back to back, you know, in the space of nine years. So the three major people that I really, you know, adored and look, you know, um, up to died. <laughs> so, and they, they literally in their own time, you know, gave me a beautiful life. Um, I and my siblings, actually, uh, we had the wonderful moment with our parents they didn't have too much, but the little they had, they went out of their way, you know, to do stuff for us. And that lingered in our memories, you know. So my dad died when I was little, I was 10 years. My grandma followed when I was 13, and then my mom followed when I was 16. So it's like, okay, I'm literally in this world alone. And whenever I remember everything, when it comes to Christmas, the way they uh, take it upon themselves, you know, that we must be together as a family. Then my dad, you know, traveled a lot because he was in the Navy. And then he always comes back home. He always just finds a way to, you know, make up all the time that he was not around. And, you know, funny enough, I never remember any time that he wasn't around or probably he, he traveled for work. <laughs> You know, but the moments I remember were the times where he was home and he tried to do all he could, you know, to give us a better life. And he always says, I do all this because I want you to be content with who you are and where you're from. You know, I never forget where you are, where you're coming from. You know, all that pertains to life is what I want you to enjoy from my hand so that nobody can deceive you with the riches and things of life and that has been a great upbringing you know they were never perfect but they gave the best that they could so i know some other people have contrary stories to tell about their own parents you know like they said you can't choose your parents you can't choose where you're <laughs> the family that you come out from but whatever that happens you know just appreciate it so i just wanted you to talk about your own experience you know and how your upbringing has been so that you know whoever that probably is in your category 
will you know learn from it and you know I don't know see things differently so up to you <laughs> okay um well uh, first off thank you for um having me um on your podcast um I will take it for granted um uh, my own experience might be a little bit tangential from the regular happy story of how things are but mm-hmm. it's not really a bad one um my parents are both alive and they're both um retired oh, uh, they both live in Nigeria and honestly they are one of those special categories of african parents that do not even want to live in the united states they they actually <laughs> would rather live in Nigeria. They've been here a couple of times. Mm. And they don't want to leave Nigeria. They I think they have very deep roots and mm. and they can't let go of that. And that's that's great. Um <laughs> it works best for me. Um of which I will explain why in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh my upbringing. Ah it was it was it was interesting. Like I said um in that previous recording um that if there's one thing in life i've realized that we don't get to choose we don't get to choose our parents at all mm-hmm. we don't even get to choose our siblings either um so when people say that life is based on our choices i'm like hmm maybe not all of it mm. <laughs> maybe not all of it yeah because your yeah, parents whether they like it or not play a very big role in how we see our world today and my parents have played a very big role in how i see my world and the kind of person that i am now mm-hmm. um my parents um grew up in a time of the struggle for independence and they are children that were exposed to the issues of war and the um tumultuous betrayals of culture in mm-hmm. Africa at that time and um they trained us the best way they knew how which came with a lot of issues here and there they trained us to be the best they had three sons i'm the last of three boys oh. and they trained us in such a manner that was a uh, almost very military honestly speaking in my own opinion it was almost very military hey, yeah but <laughs> <laughs> I mean like literally military like for example we were not allowed to be second in class like you mm-hmm. had to be the best you have to be the best yeah true nothing else and at, at first at that time you know I didn't really I didn't really dig it because I was like okay I'm trying my best here you know but you don't get to appreciate and you know most African parents they don't really I guess they didn't grow up with positive reinforcement or they didn't learn positive reinforcement um as a method of parenting so while i was looking for some level of positive reinforcement it was always very absent and as a result of that it made me feel very depressed about myself because every single time i lived more of my life trying to make them recognize Happy. me mm-hmm. yeah trying to make them recognize me and and this is some this is something that happens to very many you know african yeah. they don't get to talk about these kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, but uh it was something that i had been struggling with for a very long time and after a while you know i grew up with that kind of mentality and that led to you know emotional 
you know, roller coasters here and there in the secondary school and, and a lot of things. But um, my parents, like I said, you know, are, they're good people. They're good people. They, they did what they could. They did what they could for us. Mm. They made decisions for us, of which I would have probably preferred that maybe they had talked to their children a little bit more. Because now, because of that military style thing, you know, where the parents always get to be the correct ones and the children always get to follow orders, or situation where the parents always get to be the ones in control of everything, and the kids just get to sit down and just obey and don't complain. And you know, we're not rebellious. You know, we're not rebellious kids at all. We just did everything that he told us to do. And it didn't really give us so much of an identity of our own until we had to start looking for ways to create our own identities outside the house. And as a result of that, it just led to this very big divide between the parents and the kids. And now, like, even though we're all very grown up and I'm the only one who's not married of my three brothers, of the three of us, we aren't very connected with our parents like that. Like, we get to talk to them. We get to give them all the respect that they deserve. But as far as getting to know me as an individual, they don't have access to that. And honestly, I think that works for us somehow. We just get to say, hello, hi. And we just leave it that way. And uh, it seems to work pretty well. But but I still I still love them very much. And I am very grateful for all of the things that they've done for me and my elders. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to parenting, there has to be balance. And uh, talking about the military training, uh, my dad, you know, basically was in the military before he he retired and went into interior decoration. But he gave us the lashing. You know, he never when the Bible said do not spare the rod. My father <laughs> did not the rod with us you know but he had a way of balancing it i don't know where that man came from but he just he would lash you and he would make you to read for hours and then he wants to come back and know what you read and you have to be on point in school you know all that but at the same time he just has a way of balancing it he never really made us afraid of him you know where kids of you know before when we see wow. our parents coming back, everybody's running helter skelter, like fix the house mm-hmm. in, in few seconds, and then just carry your book and sit down like you've been reading, you know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so <laughs> we were getting. I think he noticed that we were getting to the point where we are. We were afraid of him, and he had to turn it down. He still will lash us, but with an explanation of what he's doing and why he's doing it. And he still calls us back to sit with him and watch TV and watch shows. Like the fact that I sing today, I guess it's just my father. He has so many ways that he balanced it and did not make us um, miss the outside world. So he gave us everything in the house to the point where we were not hungry to go out there and find out what is outside you know he gave us the best in the house where we were you know we watch tv we listen to music and it teaches us what the music is talking about sometimes we watch tv and it tells us okay word for word i need to cram what they're saying 
you know, I need to teach you how to talk. I need to teach you. So he did a lot that he were, he was able to balance, you know, the little time that I actually spent with him. I'm the fourth in my, among my siblings. So I was, <laughs> I didn't really spend so much time with him. Like 10 years with him was more like, you know, 20 years, no. you know, but I understand where you're coming from. And I've heard people who talked about their parents and how their parents just, they feel their parents don't love them because of the way they were treated, you know, and because of the way they they act towards them. And then some people feel like their parents have uh, discrimination, like they have the best and the worst mm-hmm. in the home, the black sheep of the house and the good sheep of the house. What would right. you say about that? Because I think it's, it's becoming an issue where you, you, be, you see the sibling rivalry in the home like oh daddy loves you more so it brings about jealousy anger you know and conflict in the home and then it makes siblings hate siblings or you know so what what would you say about that honestly it's a very fabulous question because i actually experienced that for a long time um to comment about your earlier expressions um when i was growing up unlike your case we were my parents were well to do my mm-hmm. father owned his own automobile engineering company, mm-hmm. and um, he ran it for 42 years. By the wow. Moment. Yeah, and uh, my mom was working, she was a civil servant, she was working in Nipost, and she did pretty well for herself. Mm-hmm. So we had the privilege of growing up in, like, a, I think, a seven bedroom duplex in Lagos. Wow. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we were well to do. But you know the thing is, (laughs) it was one of those cases where. But the thing is, even though like we were one of those kids that had personal drivers, and we're one of those cool kids in primary school that would come with a car Mm -hmm. and and everything, it came with its problems because it's kind of like that picture where like the kid inside the car is looking out the window wishing to be the kids that are walking on barefoot uh, wow just like the kids on barefoot are also wishing to be the kid inside the car it was just mm. one of those situations because mm-hmm. for example because my parents had to leave for work very early in the morning and they couldn't mm. leave the kids at home we had to wake up four in the morning so we could leave the house at five in the morning and I would get to my primary school at like 6.30 or 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to wait for everybody to come over. Mm-hmm. And say likewise, we'll close school around 1.30 or 2 o'clock or so. And I would have to wait for the driver to show up. Which, because of Lagos traffic and of all of course. the problems. There, yeah. The guy will come around 7, 8. Wow. And that's how like, I'll be like, quote unquote, fasting from that whole one o'clock something to eight o'clock. And as a result of that, like, there was just all of this space of nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you get back home, everybody's tired. Of course. Parents are tired. Kids are tired. So there is no relationship. We just go reset the day con- continues secondary school was even worse because i was a king's college boy but i was living in insolo and i was a new student my parents forbade us from being boarders so we would leave the house at five in the morning and we'll come back as late as 10 11 in the night which is so oh my goodness <laughs> so you can imagine like we've spent the whole day not having a life not having a life 
literally like i tell people that when i get to heaven by the grace of god and you are playing that video about your whole life i'm just going to be like i hope you have like the fast forward button because in this particular scene i'm just in traffic all day long because <laughs> lakers traffic is just phenomenal you know um quote unquote and uh it, it it was just an experience because we never really got to know ourselves at all because wow. everybody was just too busy being themselves and trying to make things work for us so one would think getting to your question that the my closest ally would be my brothers well that didn't happen either because i we were one of those kids that because you know of the you want to always be the best kind of thing mm-hmm. what my parents i think erroneously did or succumbed themselves to was comparing children one to the other mm-hmm. and this is one thing that many african parents i wish they would just stop doing that because yeah. it just causes so many unnecessary complexities mm-hmm. that didn't really need to happen if they had just done the right thing for example mm-hmm. me and my elder brother like i never really liked them and it took me almost 20 years to tell him like it took me almost 20 years to tell him. i never really liked the guy because he was like my god he was the middle child mm. and you know there's this middle child syndrome where you're not yeah. the first you're not the last so you're and always trying like to the best Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're always trying to compete for that attention, and yeah. if the parents don't give you the attention, it just gives you your own emotional complexities. So the guy was always doing much better in school than I was, you know. And mm-hmm. when I mean doing much better, I mean like he get fifth and I get sixth. And then when he comes with his first card, report card, and I come with my second report card, of which in primary school I was only second four times. Mm-hmm. Throughout my entire family, school, I was only second four times. and i i can't believe i even counted that but anyway <laughs> why he told me this first it has it was really had a lot of impact in your memory oh my god <laughs> you don't have my, i actually remember every single position that i received throughout my entire academic career that's wow. how bad it was i that's how bad it was and every time he did better they would always be like why can't he be like your elder brother Why can't you be like your elder brother? And mm. you know, deep down at first it comes like a shock. You try, yeah. you fail again. The next time it becomes a shock, a bigger shock. Mm. And then after a while it becomes it turns to resentment. And yeah. I didn't even know how much I resented my elder brother to the point where by the time I was doing my um senior YEC exams comparative to the SAT for those who are not Africans listen to this mm. recording. Um they had my elder brother want they wanted to have him teach me you know subjects that maybe i clearly didn't understand and mm-hmm. i just refused i was because like i can't learn yeah because i just had so much resentment and i didn't even know how bad it was until much much later in my life where i realized that all this time had gone and i didn't even get to know him he didn't get to know me we didn't get to know wow. our parents so all of us were just inside that house mm-hmm. inside the big house and everybody was just kind of like doing his own thing and nobody got to know anybody at all wow. so people people outside were always like oh well you guys are rich and you guys are just going you know probably enjoying life and everything and they don't know what was going on <laughs> but they didn't really know that deep down inside we had zero connections at all 
And this actually psychologically affected me very many ways in my earlier relationships. There's some things I just couldn't understand because I didn't grow up with that kind of thing. I didn't understand what it was like, you know, to deal with girls, for example, because we're all boys in the house and we're not allowed to bring visitors. My parents disallowed visitors and they never allowed us to leave the house because of security related, security, security related, you know, issues. You know, here and there, and, and you know, and the safety of the society was not something that we could vouch for. Still, the same problem even till today in Lagos. But you understand wow. my point? Like it was just such a very big challenge for us, it, and it's, it's, we had to somehow yeah. bear with this, even while growing up. But I and still it must have had a lot of psychological effect because. I feel this topic is not a one-time finishing thing because <laughs> I think I have, maybe we'll have to like uh, cut it so that people don't get um, uh, overwhelmed with the long hours. You know how it is when people see something that is saying and it's like, oh, I'm not interested. So we're going to cut it and then we'll, we'll probably record the part two of this because for me there are many sides to this um this scenario you know that could affect you emotionally with relationship with people relationship with marriage relationship with work affect your lifestyle your behavior and then how people see you out there and they just judge you by what they see and not knowing that these are the things that were part of your growing up and you you know you've incurred it as a habit or a, a character you know and it's always difficult to leave because it's something that you did not know it was just instilled in you you know one way or the other because of the environment okay. you grew up in so it's crazy like it's really crazy i got to the point i was like at that time anybody who in a male figure that was actually coming for a relationship or something i start comparing with my dad like if you don't treat me as good as my dad treats me or as good as he taught me or as good as he talks to me you know i feel like no 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 you're not up to the standard you know that kind of thing so <laughs> and oh, people wow. are different then i got to realize that look people grow in different environments and they have different upbringings so comparing people that way is not good but doesn't mean that the old school love does not rule for me that's that's the key old school love is just the best because you have manners you have character you have you know you have sense <laughs> but stickability. one what? thing our parents had yeah. one thing our parents had was stickability yeah. like there is very there's a very big increase of self-awareness now which is a very good thing mm-hmm. but we are not as stickable as our parents were. Our parents yeah. had that stickability. Like even though things were not going as well as they should, they don't just bail out. Yeah, the way we they, they tried to work yeah. it out, and you know yeah. they understood what it was, what the holy yeah. matrimony was. You know, it may not be as good as it is as it's supposed to be now that everybody has self awareness and you know what you want, you know all that. But it's kind of causing too much issues. So I feel. You know, the old school love is is kind of better than the new school love. I don't know. But it's another topic I can talk about. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's absolutely. just the parent thing, you know, how it has affected us and everything. So um, thank you so much, Mr. Ake. I'm definitely going to call you back in 
for the Thursday post, uh, the Monday post actually, and then we can continue to talk about this thing because it's deep. It's really deep, and a lot of people are going through issues right now, you know, with their some parents and siblings. Yeah. Some people don't even know that some of the challenges that they they are actually facing in their marriages and their daily lives with people actually started from how they were raised. Yeah. And there's so many internal issues that, you know, I really thank you for bringing these kind of topics up because there's so many internal issues that we need to ask ourselves questions about how it started. And yeah. you'd find out that it strains it strains all the way down from the family. Mm-hmm. Like and how you experienced I was telling someone the other day that, you know, to be honest with you, some of us have a problem viewing God correctly mm-hmm. because of the way our parents introduced the concept of yeah. God to us in Moses. And you know, these kind of things. So it it really raises that topic up so people can ask themselves these internal questions and come to resolutions that help them move forward yeah. in their own personal relationships and your relationships with God as well. Mm. Wow, that's great. Ah, well, it's thank you so much, uh, Mr. Aki, for sharing. I totally appreciate it. It's not everybody that has the courage to come out and talk about their family like that. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some people are like, you know what? Eh, eh, I'm not going to come and, you know, talk about my family out there in public. But it just has a way of relieving you of whatever, you know, you must have gone through or whatever that is still remaining in the heart you know that you're going through at the moment and this will actually help someone out there also to know that look if you're having issues resentment with your family based on you know the past experience just let go just let go and try to be a better person try to be the different person you know and try to work on yourself because by tomorrow you become a parent that's if you're not any now you will do something differently you do it much differently this time because you have a better understanding of what you know raising up a child is but we're but we're still thankful to our parents because they did the little they could they were That's not true. perfect as well you know it's a generational thing and it's it just evolves over generation and decades so we are grateful to our parents for doing the best they could and we still love them regardless we still honor them regardless because <laughs> they are our parents and they were just chosen by God to be our caretaker. So, thank you so much, Mr. Ake. We're going to continue the this podcast. I'm going to invite you again on Monday and get you to recover with me as well. <laughs> and hopefully we have maybe one more person join us uh, with a different experience. Uh, so, That'd it's going to be, awesome. be balanced. Yeah. Thank you so much and have a lovely day. <laughs> Okay, all right, you too. Uh-huh.